So I was at this uh, holiday party uh, right. last month, and I'm talking to this guy. I go, what do you do? He worked for the card game Uno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I go, that's, that's got to be interesting. Does the, uh, is the CEO of the company, does everyone refer to him as Numero Uno? <laughs> and he got all upset that I was like trying to make jokes about his, his job, I guess. I mean, if there's any culture that's going to be playful, it's going to be a card game culture. Right. Right. So if somebody walks into the boardroom like all crazy, you call them a wild card? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, when you put your two weeks notice in, if you don't say Uno on your last day, do you have to work another week? <laughs> okay, let's start the show in three, two, Uno. And welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock, and with me today is my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing well, Adam. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. It's a new year. It's a new season of I'll Be the Judge of That, season four. Here we go. Uh, we've been gone for a couple months. We apologize for that on the top. was not our intention. Uh, we hit 100 episodes and uh, wanted to take a little break. We didn't think the break was going to last as long as it did. But hey, that's right. And that's what that's what matters to give you guys an inside scoop of how crazy we've been. So with that, has anything changed in your life? Um, well, I moved over this break. To, so to Tokyo. No, we're both still in Los Angeles. Uh, you got married over this little break. Of I ours. did. I did. Yes. Without, um, you know, when I stopped airing episodes, people actually started to find me funny and attractive. Um, <laughs> so it worked. Yeah. Congratulations. Beautiful Thank ceremony. You. Thank Filled you. Filled with Thank topics, you. I will say. Yes. Um, yes. We don't have to get into them right now, but I'm sure they will come up this season. Yes. Uh, Anything else we have to say to the to the audience here? We we apologize. Okay, all right, but we're back. So buckle up, Buttercup, and here we go. Evan, you got a topic? My first topic, the first topic of the season, is can you spoil a movie about a live event? Because I was talking to my friend Kyle about the movie Oppenheimer, and he was like, mm. "What do you think?" I go, "It was good, but after the bomb work, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa! I haven't seen it yet." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know the bomb works, right? Like, the, it's a, it's a three-hour movie about the effort to make the bomb. I'm not spoiling right. anything by telling you it works, right? <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen the movie yet. Don't, you know? Well, it, it, I, uh, that's, such a great, that's such a great topic. I think the intricacy of, like, characters, maybe. You can't, you're like, you know, when, when Mr. Oppenheimer, you know, lost his arm and like maybe not whoa, everybody knew whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. the audience has <laughs> right. no, right. no, yeah, no, that's for sure. Like that's a spoil. But right. same friend, Kyle, he was he was um listening to the book Shoe Dog and he and I had already listened to it. And I was like, oh, it's such a great book. I mean, it was crazy that once they the company became successful, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it's still like a startup, you know? I'm like, well, you know that Nike becomes a successful company, you know? Like, right. The suspense of the audiobook isn't will the company make it? Like <laughs> We're aware that Nike made it. It's not going to be in the garage forever. It, that's such a great question. And I don't necessarily know the answer because you, you with the Nike situation, they came out with that movie, right? About like uh, Michael Jordan. Air, yeah. 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 And like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know the, the backstory of like the details and like 
how popular Adidas was and how terrible Nike was at the time and then basketball. Like, I didn't know that. And if that is true and it's all factual, and if you started saying like, well, N- Nike was failing before Jordan came in on that, like, I'd be like, I don't, don't, don't spoil that. Yeah, well, that's not really in like the public knowledge. I don't. I think it might be a spoil to say like Nike was struggling before that. Like, I don't. You can't say that, but you can say like, well, once they sponsored Michael, like everyone knows that the Air right. Jordans, right? That's like, not like, and that's the thing about that movie. It was like two hours of like, will they or will they not sign Michael Jordan? Like, you know, like come on, like everyone knows the ending. Well, I you know it drives me nuts is like when movies use the the spoiler in their title. You know, you ever see mm. that movie Lone Survivor? Uh-huh. Like, I'm going into it. I'm attached to these 12 guys, but like, I, I don't know which one, but I'm going to uh-huh. take a guess that it's like the highest paid actor in it, right? Right, right. And it, it's it's either the highest paid or he's getting killed off first because they couldn't afford him for the whole movie. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, why are you spoiling it? It, should, it You know, it should be called like yeah. battle in, the, in, in Afghanistan or something. Not one guy's going to end up was <laughs> living at the end of the show. Yeah. The original title of Oppenheimer was a uh, successful making of an atom bomb. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then they changed it. So what do you think? Can you spoil a movie about a live event or an event that everyone knows the outcome? I think if it's like really like everyone knows, like really yeah. everyone knows, then, yeah. then yes. But like I would just be weary because these these days man they're creating films and movies and shows that are so entertaining to watch on things that i don't even care about going back to michael jordan i don't really care for basketball but when i watch the last dance don't ruin anything for me this is my first time experiencing like 96 bulls dude like that was like 96 bulls won the championship well the okay 96 yeah but i didn't know like you know his team was filled with looney tune people my sister, uh, she goes, I was watching The Last Dance. She's like, Michael Jordan was really good at basketball. <laughs> She's dead serious. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I think it's better to keep the mouth shut. Keep okay. the mouth shut. I Let think, them experience. I think you can. I think you can spoil a movie about a live event. Maybe if the movie came out five years ago. But if it's like out in theaters and, you're, and no, you start. No. You can nah, say the bomb yeah. went off in Oppenheimer the day it comes out. You have Let him the- enjoy the cinematic he knows adventure. What's yeah, but you don't know when. You don't even know if they're showing it in the movie. <laughs> it could be like a Sofia Coppola film where like nothing really happens <laughs> and you just like kind of feel a little feminist at the end. Uh-huh. Okay. My topic. If you drive someone six hours to an event, can they then get a ride back with somebody else. Who would drive someone six hours to event and then you turn around and drive home? God. Great question. All right, I'll tell you. I got this wedding, okay? Got this wedding in Vermont. Let's back up for a minute. Who gets married? I, I, I Actually, better question. This is, what I, this, is, this is the grandiose topic of all topics. Prior, in weddings, prioritize what is the most important and how much you're willing to pay for that. For example, is the view when you, for the 20-minute ceremony the most important? Because I just drove to a farm field in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. Middle of nowhere. Now, for the 20 minutes of the ceremony, it was stunning, beautiful. 
But guess what we did after? We danced inside. And you can't see outside. So I rented an Airbnb in the boondocks and had to drive my way through these farm fields for 20 hours, though. No, six hours. So what happened was I, I flew into the East Coast, stayed at my sister's house. She lives in, in South New Jersey, Southern New Jersey. Now, my brother, Bobby, he's been talked about on the podcast before, Bobby Eagle Rock. He, Bobby Bongard, actually, sorry. He drove down, he, he took a bus down from New York and, and met me at my sister's. And then I drove up six hours with him in the car up to the wedding. Now we go to the, we stay a couple nights at the, uh, in Vermont. We do the damn thing. Now I go to drive home and he wants to get dropped off back in the city. I said, cool, I'll drive you back down and drop you off at a train station. You take the train right in. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, actually, I, I, got, I, I got a friend here at the, at the wedding who's driving directly into the city. And I said, well, you can't take a ride with him. You're taking a ride with me. I'm not driving solo six hours. <laughs> Like you can't you can't hitchhike or ride up. And here's uh, the thing: if he didn't get in my car, I would have rode with my sister. There was enough room in her car for one, not for two. So now I got a solo drive back down. Hell no. Uh huh. So you think if someone drives with you on a long destination, they owe you the drive back if they're going back to the same place? Right. Even if I'm not going to that place. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You weren't going to take them home. Right. Not home home. Take them f- four hours down so we, we could have a, you know, a time in the car, drop uh-huh. him off at the train station. He pops into the city and I, and I finish up. Uh-huh. You can't reroute <laughs> the route. That, that was the plan before he met the, the, another guest we had on the podcast, Sam. Sam's like, I'm driving into the city. I'll drive you uh-huh. in my Tesla. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's the ruling here? I was I was dumbfounded. Uh, Can you do that? It's a great topic because I'm very 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 undecided. I, I think there's like a little. It's definitely rude to make you drive back alone if you drove them there. There might be a small caveat because you weren't going to take them home. You were going to drop them off at a train station two hours away. <laughs> no, 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 two and hours away. Any, from my home. He had to. He was like an hour train, forty five hour train. Yeah, the but city. the other guy was going to drop them off at his doorstep. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's rude to not come back on a long drive. If you said you were going to make the other person drive alone, if you had another person in the car and, and the group went from three to two or from four to three, I think that's okay. But to make you do that alone, I think is, it's a faux pas. I do. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. So this is what we ended up doing. So I drove him from Vermont to some random mall in like northern New Jersey, three hours, two and a half maybe. Then he jumped in Sam's car and Sam drove him into the city. Oh, so he combo plattered it. Yeah, but I was still like, the the audacity to ask? (laughs) I could have been sitting in the back, you know, tinkering on my phone falling asleep taking naps you know instagram dming my my homies weird videos i saw i could have been doing that i could have been spectating with your sister yeah playing with the little kids one one and a half the thing's like a little you know hallie's like you know miniature that that might have been a tougher drive than you anticipated 
hands free. Yeah, no, I agree. Just the, I agree. It's the audacity these days. Kids. Kids. Yeah. I think we're on the same page on that one. Great topic. Okay, my second topic, um, Captain Colin. He's been on the show several times. Yes. He moved into a new place, beautiful place, amazing backyard. He likes to relax in the backyard after a long day of uh, uh, driving drunk bachelorette parties around Marine Del Rey. So, on, on land? On land, yeah. On land, wow. backyard. Yeah, so wow. we're sitting in his backyard, and his neighbor has a gate, um, mm. a drive, like a gated driveway, and it's like creaking and makes all this noise every time the gate opens. And then again, the gate closes, makes all this noise. It's like loud. So it's like you, someone's got to like, how do they not WD-40 the gate, you know? Right. It's a very right. simple solution. So topic, can you WD-40 someone else's gate? A hundred percent. I'm going for, because the second you started saying creek, I was thinking middle of the night, WD-40 yeah. spray. Yeah. You think uh, you can abs- do this? Absolutely. You brought up a topic one time in the past about wind chimes making loud noises and asking yeah. someone to remove it. Yeah. And I've since witnessed this one wind chime being taped. I saw a taped uh-huh. wind chime, right? Yeah. Especially of the duct variety of the tape because like it's over. You got to just get a new wind chime. So I was uh-huh. thinking, I was like, that's like kind of destruction of property. You know, they got to, yeah. they, they will, they will never know except for pure gratitude that they will have. Yeah, my topic was, can you ask a neighbor to remove a wind chime? But this is different because you're kind of solving the problem for everyone. But the argument about why you can't do it is like, you know how sketchy you would feel if you walked up to your neighbor's (laughs) gate with a can of WD-40. Like the fact that you said the middle of the night just goes to prove the point that there's something wrong with this action. There is in, in... If we if we go like binary on the legal versus illegal scale here, it's legal, right? Oh, it's totally. I mean, I would guess it's legal to WD forty someone else's gate. Like, I kind of i i want to get a cop on the on the line here to <laughs> to like, you know. Uh-huh. Actually, we, we do know a cop. Time. We we should get we should get Brendan Brandon Simon on. Yeah, with all the things that they're dealing with, I'm sure this is high on the list. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get caught, and you don't want right. to ask because if he says no, you're stuck yeah. with the, this forever. Right. You have to, you have to send in a hitman. Yeah, maybe you hire someone, but but uh, it's a, it's, a it, it impacts man. his life because he spends a lot of time in his backyard. Like I was most of the reason why he liked the place. Now, how how close does he have to trespass onto private property to spray to spray said gate? Well, the, the gate is like a little bit down the driveway, honestly. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Walk down the driveway a bit. I got it. I got it. I, he, he, this is Colin. Colin, this is what you do. Okay, you go to the mailbox. All right, you take a take a mail out of the mailbox. Now, I, they didn't say steal it. I didn't say steal it. That would be illegal. You take it out. You recognize that this isn't your address, of course, because it's his mailbox. And then you walk up to his house, and on the way up. You do a little like underneath your armpit, right? You hit that gate, just a couple sprays, couple sprays, and you walk up and you just knock on the door and you say, "Hey, I just wanted to. I I got this mail. I don't know. I think it's yours. Obviously, it's his. It was in his fucking mailbox, but he doesn't know. He thought that it got delivered to your house. So now you're Uh, already in. Okay. So now not only that, he's going to look at you as a good Samaritan. Then when you leave, the gate makes no more noise. He's going to say. Who's this Colin guy showing up, giving me mail, 
making sure nothing actually makes noise anymore on my gate. This guy's incredible. That's what I say you do. Okay. So in short, it sounds like you think you can WD-40 someone else's gate. 100%. 100%. Okay, topic. What is the public bathroom etiquette? I'm all quiet in the bathroom, but people are coughing up phlegm and like spitting. Okay. So I was in the airport bathroom. Maybe I shouldn't have started with the airport bathroom. Maybe something a little bit more like office bathroom, public bathroom. But like, what's the etiquette? Like, yeah, you know, I was going to, it really depends on the setting. If you're at like um, a park or, you know, then it's a fair, anything, anything goes. I would, um, I would, office. I would just, Remove yourself from Los Angeles for this one, though. You know, like public bathrooms in LA. All right, like what? Are, you know, we can't be talking what, you think about they're those. Incredible in Dallas, like the public bathrooms are not great anywhere. For sure, way better in Dallas than in LA. How, I, you, I just, how could you say something like that? I, it's a guarantee that every public bathroom in the United States is better than any of them in Los <laughs> Angeles, except for those in San Francisco. Everybody knows this. Yeah. <laughs> Go on www.rankmypublicbathroom.com. You think Los Angeles has this overall the second worst public bathrooms in the country? Fact. Uh-huh. Fact. Hard fact. How about Newark? Newark, New Jersey? Yeah. People in LA call that the Sunshine State. It's so nice <laughs> over there. Unbelievable. Yeah, like in an office, you you know, you probably know the people in the bathroom. So I think right. there's way different etiquette um in a in a public bathroom versus a you know, a public bathroom where you know the people. In an airport, I think anything goes in an airport. You could just There's no rules it. in an airport. So you're saying the more public the bathroom is, the more you could act like it's a private bathroom is what you're saying. I think, I think yeah, it's kind of like a continuum in a way. The more public the bathroom is, the less rules you have to follow, kind of to a point where it's like only you in there in some, in some level. I mean, like what... what? <laughs> No. No? You no. say no? Just a hard no. I, I don't I don't want to be in the bathroom in LAX and hearing somebody like like if you're going bat like doing bathroom bathroom noises, right? Like, you know, like you're taking a number two. Fine. That's that's fine. But if you're just like, you know, sucking the snot up your nose and spit like what are you doing, dude? Like I'm well, washing my hands to next to you. You're, you're you don't you just LAX. don't do it. You don't do it. You you <laughs> You politely blow your nose like a civil human. This isn't a private bathroom in Brentwood, okay? No, if you're in a bathroom at LAX, there's no rules. Yeah, you're out, you're literally out of your mind. I think that there's it, it shows like who you are as a person, how you treat public bathrooms. You know, if you're peeing all over the wall, if you're like not washing your hands, like that's disgusting, dude. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't well, understand. You can pee on the walls, but that wasn't what you said initially. <laughs> <laughs> This is taking a turn from blowing your nose. Blowing your nose, fine. But doing like the coughing, the, 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 it, it, like the spitting, like unless you're okay, brushing your teeth, I think is like a 50 50. All right. I'll give you that at the, at the airport only. If you're brushing your teeth at the park, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Go back to San Francisco. Let's start again. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and I think at an airport, it's disgusting, but it's fair game. I mean, you're in an airport bathroom. What do you, I don't know what you're expecting. Civil people. Yeah. We're Good called question. civilians. Uh, okay, my last topic also has to do with airplanes, actually. Okay. Um, took a little trip during our hiatus. 
um, down to uh, Mexico City with some friends, and uh, we booked our flights uh, separately, so we're all like scattered around the airplane. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a couple friends were like a few rows back. Um, the plane lands, and I'm like looking back, like, "Hey, how was your flight?" You know, like we're chatting, and my friend was being kind of like uh, quiet, like standoffish in a way. Right. And we get off, and he was like, "You can't have a conversation with me." four rows back on you know over four rows on an airplane once it's landed and i was like why not he's like because there's like 12 people between us you know if we're like one row behind then it's then it's okay but you can't have a conversation like so my topic is how many rows back on an airplane can you have a conversation with somebody that's so that's so great i could just picture like i i'm with your buddy on this like four four rows like i'd be like oh shit you know i, I have yeah. my head down like i oh, stopped talking to me I I mean, just out of curiosity, did you expect the honesty from him? You know? Yeah, hey, like, how was your flight, you know? Well, the, uh, the girl behind me, she's kicking my chair like <laughs> nonstop, and the guy next to me snoring. Like, what do you uh, expect him to say? Uh, uh-huh. No. Yeah, that's a good point. He's going to be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And then he gets off the plane. He's like, yo, why, like, what are you doing? No, you can't. Yeah. No, nah, four rows, not a chance. I think, like, the, I mean, the row guaranteed, you, yeah. guaranteed. Guaranteed the row. Yeah. One row, yeah. right, guaranteed one more row like a gap yeah uh-huh. you could you could do sign language sign language mm-hmm. is plays you know you have mm-hmm. a good flight yeah yeah you give the thumbs up you give the okay yeah. sign you know yeah that that uh-huh. plays but See, i you, think you, if there's one row between you can have a full conversation because they're probably sitting down you're standing up you're like three feet away like the rows are tiny the only conversation you could have is logistical conversation and yeah, even then kind of that too no, you're asking you want opinions. Me to call an Uber. You know, well, you know how far are we from the Airbnb? Yeah, all this could be solved within five minutes get, of of boarding of getting off the plane. So I, the fact that you're you're five feet from one of your best friends and it's to, you haven't spoken to them in three hours and it's total silence when you make eye contact with them. What are you doing, popping up, making eye contact immediately? Like, I want like, to say, you, hey, you know, I've just, I just sat there for three hours. I want to you talk could, to the guy. No matter how old you get, Evan Ryan Lewis, you still continue to be a child, and I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm back. Yeah. Hey, how was your flight? Yeah, good, good. You get the snacks, you get the biscuits, and we all got the biscuits. You like the biscuits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what yeah. do you expect this guy to do? Listen, you're on an airplane. Everybody knows it's 18 inches of leg room, okay? 18 inches. You combine that with three rows, your voice is hitting seven t- rows of people. You talk logistics at the baggage claim, okay? <laughs> you don't talk logistics the second the wheels touch down and you snap off the seatbelt and turn around and start chopping it up. No. I think you're, I think you're crazy. If, if you and I took a flight and it's a three-hour flight and we're a few rows apart from each other and we don't speak the whole flight and the flight lands and we both stand up and look at each other, that we're just going <laughs> to not say a word. You're crazy. I, I think you could talk logistics with like like yes or no logistics. You can't ask opinions. How was your flight? No. Can Do I you want me hungry? to call the Uber? Yeah. Yes. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meet at the baggage claim? Yes. Hey, do you want to grab a sandwich, salad, or a pizza when we land? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We're not talking dietary yeah. restrictions here, okay? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, final topic of the show. Adam Eagle Rock, the floor is yours. This one came from my brother-in-law, Mike, um, from New Jersey. So he's got a buddy, and this guy pays for a lot of things constantly. He goes out of his way 
he, he, he has spent a lot of money on Mike. The question is, if someone pays for a lot of things for you, and then you and that person decide to go in on a gift and they forget to pay, do you have to remind mm. them or mm. just let it be? Mm. This is a great one. Right? Yeah. Like that, they, he, he wouldn't have gotten the gift that he got if he knew it was a solo purchase. Right. He only did it because, you know, Mr. Generosity was, was coughing up another 150, 200 bucks or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. This is a tough one because this happens a lot, um, at least in my friend group, that just because everyone's going up and down financially over time, you know? Right. If I'm out of a job and we go out to dinner, maybe someone picks up the check. Now that the podcast is killing it and the ads are rolling in, I'm more likely to buy a dinner, you know? Right. So, so I, I understand that there's these dynamics exist in friends where, um, one friend pays for more things than the other and that's totally fine. But then can the friend who's getting all the, you know, the benefit of all this then ask to split something down the middle. Hmm. This is a toughie. I, I think that, I think that the, the benefactor, whatever we want to call him, wouldn't mind splitting it. It was probably an honest mistake, right? He probably doesn't realize that, that he didn't pitch it on the gift. Right. Right. I, I, you think, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't think you ask. I think you got to let that one fly. I, I, I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, you know, I forget, I wrote this topic down when the topic was presented to me and it's mm-hmm. been months mm-hmm. and I'm excited to reach back out now that I, you know, looked it up again and I need to get to the bottom of it because I mean, you don't, you don't, you, don't, you just kind of don't want to be that guy. Right. Right. I mean, like, if you, you have a wanna... relationship where you split everything, because there's some friends like that where, like, we're going to split everything, you know? Now, there's, is, is, this person's going, like, above and beyond. Like, you know, like, just just buying things for the other people, hosting dinner parties all the time. Like, yeah, this person yeah. was, like, you know, like, the very generous person. But, like, you weren't planning on spending $400 on a gift. Right. I get it. The irony is that the generous person is like probably like would feel horrible if he found out that he missed out on splitting this thing. But it is so awkward because you've received so much from this person already. Just let it right. go. When when do you typically uh, reimburse someone if if you're going to split something on a gift? I like to. I I don't like to owe anyone anything. Immediately, like, right? I mean, yeah. As soon as I can. Like I I just don't like that. Like I I have had friends who. Like owe me not a lot of money, obviously, but just take weeks to Venmo me, and it just drives me nuts. It's it's disrespectful. It is, yeah. I don't like having doing it. Like even though I know they're all gonna pay, and if they don't, it doesn't matter anyways. Really, like I just don't like that. I don't. I I like to do the payment before I even leave the dinner table. You know, if we're yeah, splitting dinner, not? you do the t- yeah. you do the payment then. Yeah. If we're going in half on a gift, boom, done, done, like right away. Yeah. The fact that this person is Mr. Generosity on the outside, but in the inside, is shaving people light of 200 bucks? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. But it's probably it's a- not on purpose, though. Maybe. 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 No, I, I, I think you got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for the money directly, but 
I may be like, so he's really enjoying that gift we got him or something, or, you know? <laughs> this he this, might be like, this oh, subtle nudge. Pay you for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, like I wouldn't do it. I'd let sleeping dogs lie, man. I, I wouldn't say anything. This is kind of related to the topic we did last season about uh, when do you owe um, the money? Like if, if I buy two concert tickets or if I buy an Airbnb. Right. I remember you talking about the bowling yeah, alley. People, yeah, exactly. Like you reserve something in advance a month in advance or two months in advance. And then people feel like they don't have to pay you until the event rolls around. It's like, why am I floating? Like what am I, Chase Bank all of a sudden? Like, right. But I think yeah. that's just how it is. Like you just pay when you get to the concert or whatever. I don't know why that is. No, it's 5% interest rate in markets maybe. Yeah. what are we yeah. doing we're in a high interest rate environment <laughs> the top all right well I'll, I'll i'll follow up and I'll, I'll come back with a conclusion on this one i i'm curious myself okay all right well good first show back it's great to be here great to see you um thank you so much for tuning back in everybody we're, we're we apologize for the break but we're back for 2024 and we'll be hitting the topics hard that's right see you soon adios